Welcome to the Rookie Leaders Podcast, the podcast of veteran leaders offering leadership lessons to newbies. Whether you're brand new to leadership or expanding your leadership responsibilities, this podcast will provide the knowledge and experience you need to lead courageously and effectively. This podcast is a production of the Credible Leadership Group, a coaching and consulting firm devoted to your leadership development, career advancement, and personal growth. Learn more at CredibleLeaders.com. Now, here's your host, Michael Tanner. Well, hello there, friend. Michael Tanner here, your host. Welcome to another episode of the Rookie Leaders Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. We're going to continue in our series through the Marine Corps, the 14 Marine Corps leadership traits. We're going to be talking about unselfishness here today. And I, I think this is probably, of the 14, this is probably one of the most crucial traits that's spoken of in the Marine Corps leadership manual. And so we're going to dive into that in just a moment. Before we do, let me share with you a quick housekeeping item. I want to remind you again about the leadership calculator that we've uh, just recently released and, and put out there. Uh, this leadership calculator is designed to answer this question for you. How do you measure your leadership effectiveness? In many conversations, workshops, coaching scenarios, and so forth, I will ask leaders, how do you measure leadership effectiveness and so many times, the answer is insufficient. You know, they will they will talk to me about uh, attrition levels in their team, right? If the attrition levels are low, well, the problem is if your attrition levels are high, it's too late. It's too late to be measuring your leadership effectiveness. I can already tell you it's bad uh, because you're losing team members. Or they will talk about the accomplishment of a goal indicates good leadership effectiveness. Well, the problem there is, again, it's too late. It's like looking at the scoreboard at the end of a football game. You can't change the outcome anymore. Uh, the game is over. You can't score any more points. And so if you have a goal and you're measuring your leadership effectiveness on whether or not you met the goal or not, well, let's say your goal has a deadline. Well, if you've gone beyond the deadline and you didn't meet the goal, guess what? It's too late, and your leadership effectiveness is, is low. It's bad at that point, obviously. But again, I want to give you a way to measure your leadership effectiveness in real time. Right now, give you a number that represents your leadership effectiveness and then give you practical application around how you can improve your leadership effectiveness based on your score. And the leadership calculator does that for you. So you got to check this out. It's a free calculator. And I encourage you to go check it out at theleadershipcalculator.com. Theleadershipcalculator.com. That's where you can find that. Uh, be sure you check that out and utilize that to measure your leadership effectiveness and get some feedback from that score that would indicate exactly how you can improve your leadership effectiveness. Now, having said that, shared that with you, let's dive into this Marine Corps leadership trait of unselfishness, okay? I'm going to talk to you a little bit about what's in the Marine Corps manual. I'm going to share with you some tips uh, that I believe that you can incorporate into your leadership to ensure that you are demonstrating this, this leadership trait of unselfishness. Uh, but also, I'll highlight a little bit about how I believe this trait really ties into the leadership equation, which is the the math behind the leadership calculator that I had just mentioned 
earlier. So let's dive in. Let's first talk about what does the Marine Corps manual say about the trait of unselfishness? So we're going to talk about the definition, the significance, and the example, just like we have with the other traits as well. So let's first talk about in the Marine Corps manual, what does What's the definition of unselfishness? It is this, avoidance of providing for one's own comfort and personal advancement at the expense of others, okay? Avoidance of providing for one's own comfort and personal advancement at the expense of others. Now, this is really, really important, this this idea of unselfishness, because I believe unselfishness really speaks to an element of the leadership equation that we use to calculate leadership effectiveness, and that element is motive. I will oftentimes ask leaders, why are you in leadership? Why do you want to be a leader? And what I'm looking for is I'm looking for motives from that leader that would indicate a selfish motive. Okay, so if they say, well, you know, I'm in leadership because I want more money or I'm in leadership because I want the prestige, or I want the title, or I want the position, or I'm in leadership because I want to take it easy and have everybody else do all the work. That's a selfish motive, right? And that's why we utilize motive in the leadership equation. And when your motive is a selfish motive, it it directly impacts your leadership effectiveness. It brings it down very rapidly because what happens in that case is your team members question all of your decisions. They question your motives. They question the reason you're asking them to do something. They question, uh, you know, the extra work maybe that you're asking them to do. The questions in their mind is that you're asking them to do this extra work because it benefits you in some way, right? So selfish motives will always be recognizable to the team. Okay, and so this definition of unselfishness in the Marine Corps manual basically says we're completely avoiding this idea of my own comfort or my own advancement at the expense of others. Now, notice the definition doesn't talk about I can't advance as a leader or I can't have comfort as a leader. It just says I can't do those things. Or, or achieve those things, personal advancement or my own comfort, I can't achieve those at the expense of others. So if in some way my personal advancement is hindering the personal advancement of someone else, or if in some way my level of comfort is in some way bringing about a level of discomfort in some of my team members, then that's not unselfish, okay? So that's... That, that is so important that we are not promoting ourselves or making life easier on us when it relates to leadership. In fact, leadership is all about making things better or easier for others, even if that means it makes it harder on us. Right? Uh, just recently, I was on LinkedIn and and uh, someone that I follow on LinkedIn, they had posted a, um, they'd put a post out there uh, and asked the question about, you know, is leadership about helping other people? And I responded to that, that leadership is always about helping other people. And in fact, it's oftentimes about helping other people, even to the point that it makes 
it harder on us as the leader. This principle, it reminds me of something that I learned while I was in the Marine Corps as I, as I was promoted to non-commissioned officer in the Marine Corps. Uh, and I later wrote, read a great book by Simon Sinek entitled Leaders Eat Last. And I learned that principle in the Marine Corps when I was promoted to non-commissioned officer. And it is true, as I learned that principle and I thought back to all of the leaders in my military career, I recognized that this to be the truth. Leaders always eat last. It goes all the way back to boot camp, drill instructors. They never went into the chow hall ahead of their platoon. They always went last. The recruits went in first to eat and then the drill instructors. And then as I got into the into the fleet Marine Corps and, and deployed and all that, officers, senior enlisted, they always ate last. Why? Because that's an indication of this leadership trait of unselfishness. I'm not going to eat until I know everyone else has, has, has eaten. Uh, this is really, really prevalent in, when you're in the, in the field, when you're out deployed and you're out in, the, out in the woods, right? You're out in the field, you're deployed. Oftentimes you go days eating just MREs. And then occasionally what will happen is you, your company will bring hot chow out to the field or maybe you get to go in, uh, you know, to the chow hall in the middle of the week or something like that. But you've been eating MREs for a number of days and the company brings hot chow out to the field for you. And what the leaders of that company or that platoon will do, they will let all of those subordinates eat first to ensure that there's enough hot chow for everyone. And then the leaders will eat last. Because the principle there, again, it's an unselfish principle. The principle is take care of those in our charge first. And then if there is something for me as the leader, then I'll partake in that, right? So I want to make sure that my team members are able to eat the hot chow first, and then I'll eat the hot chow. If there's no hot chow left after my team members have eaten, guess what I'm eating? I'm eating an MRE. But I would never step up front first, take the hot chow, and then realize that some of my team members are still having to eat MREs. It's all about avoiding the providing for my own comfort or my own personal gain at the expense of others. Now, let's talk about the significance that's noted here in the Marine Corps Manual. The significance is noted this way. The quality of looking out for the needs of your subordinates before your own is the essence of leadership. This quality is not to be confused with putting these matters ahead of the accomplishment of the mission. Now, what it's talking about, so, so this quality of looking after the needs of your subordinates before you look out for your own needs, and it talks about it's the essence of leadership, but it also talks about this is not about, it shouldn't be confused with putting these matters ahead of accomplishing the mission, right? So we talked about earlier, as we, as I was saying about how do you measure leadership and, and accomplishment of the goal, so avoidance, uh, avoiding my own comfort or my own personal advancement at the expense of others, it, it has nothing to do with we're not pushing people. This is not about I have to make all of my team members comfortable all the time, or I have to make them happy all the time. Leaders challenge their team members. We have a goal, we have a mission, 
And we're going to accomplish that mission. We're going to accomplish that goal. We're going to work hard, however that is necessary. Whatever level of effort is necessary, we're going to devote that level of effort to this mission. But the leader must be devoting equal or more, actually, effort in accomplishing that mission. Leadership isn't about go and make everyone else work hard while you sit back and watch. That is not leadership. That is a very selfish motive in leadership. The The trait of unselfishness would be we're in this together. We're going to equally work hard to accomplish this mission. But note that your team member's comfort or their personal advancement or their happiness and things like that, it does. Don't confuse that with the idea that that trumps accomplishing the goal because it doesn't. And then finally, in the... Um, in the Marine Corps manual, we have this example of an NCO ensures all members of his unit have eaten before he does. Or if it's uh, if water is scarce, he will share what he has to ensure that the others have the same, right? Can do the same. So it's all about taking care of your team first and then taking care of yourself. I often talk about ego and ego being the downfall of leadership. And really what ego is, ego is all about putting myself first. My idea is better than the other team member's idea. Or this is the way I want it done, therefore, right? Ego, in that case, is being very, very selfish, right? So ego being the downfall of leadership is oftentimes because your ego is being selfish. And I talk about these mental triggers all the time, and, and I have to... I have to have these mental triggers to remind myself of things. And, and I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I have this, this saying, this mental trigger that I tell myself, I constantly tell myself, even out loud at times, the team is more important than me. The team is more important than me. And so if I get into a meeting, if I'm going into a meeting and I know that a big decision has got to be made or, or there's a big problem that we somehow have to figure out how to solve, I go into that meeting and I say to myself, the team is more important than me because I don't want to go in there with my ideas or the only ideas and just kind of uh, command and control and tell the team, this is this is how we're going to solve this problem. Now get after it. No, I want to go into that team and I want to understand what are what are their thoughts on how to solve that problem. And I want to debate with that team, those those team members, what is the best method of solving this problem? Because I want to subordinate my ego and say the team is more important than me because it's not only the best idea wins, but it's also the team then buys in to accomplishing or, or, or doing whatever is necessary to solve that problem in this case. Okay, So recognize that if you utilize this unselfishness trait, you're also going to avoid the big downfall of ego related to your leadership. Now, the next thing to ask ourselves or the next question to tackle here is, well, okay, how do I ensure that in my leadership, I'm demonstrating this leadership trait of unselfishness? And so I've got a few tips. I got three tips here that I want to share with you, but I just want to tell you equally, this is as difficult as it is important. It's equally difficult as it is important. Unselfishness the correct motives in your leadership is so crucial 
but it's also equally difficult. So I'm going to share three tips with you, and I'll have to elaborate on on a couple of them because I, I know you're you're going to be left with with uh, with other questions as well. So let's talk about the first one. So the first tip here for um, utilizing unselfishness in your leadership is this: care more about the team than yourself. Care more about the team than yourself. Now, again, th- this reminds you of that that mental trigger I talked about where I, I say to myself, the team is more important than me. Well, here's a question. What if you don't care about your team members? What I mean, some sometimes I run across leaders in my teaching and they're at least honest and bold enough to say, we well, you know, Michael, I don't always like all of my team members and therefore I don't necessarily care about them more than I do myself. So let's talk about this and let's let's think about this logically for just a moment. So the tip here is to care more about the team than yourself. Well, picture it this way. I like to use the uh, analogy of a sports coach, a team sports coach. So let's say a basketball coach, okay? And a basketball coach, I, I, I'm sure you would feel like that person is a leader. Well, let me ask you, can that coach, can that leader win a basketball game on his own? Of course he can't. He cannot do that. He cannot win a basketball game by himself. He has to have at least five players on on the floor. He has to have additional players on the bench as well so he can sub in and out, right? So you recognize in your leadership that you you have to have the team. Now, the difference I would submit to you, and, and, and go and study the best of coaches, the difference I would submit to you between a losing and a winning coach, they both have the team members. They both have the, the number of people on the team that, are ne- that they need. But oftentimes, those most winning coaches, you will find, have great relationships, and they care about the players on their team. So when you say to me, I I struggle with that. I I don't know how to care for the team members if I I happen to not like them. Well, you've got to think about this logically as a leader. You need those team members, and you need them to perform at the best possible level performance that they can and the best way that you will get that out of them the 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 highest performance from every one of your team members is if you build a good relationship with them and you treat them well you treat them unselfishly right if you treat them in a way that you're always caring for their needs then that's going to equal team success And when you have team success, guess what you have as a leader? You have success as a leader also. So you got to think about this first one um, rationally and logically. You need this because you need this for the team to succeed and therefore you to succeed. Now, number two I want to share with you, tip number two I want to share with you is a, a little bit more practical in how to do number one. So again, all right, now I understand I need to care more about the team than myself. But how do I actually do that? What can I physically do? What can I actually do that will help me start caring more about the team than myself? Well, tip number two I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share with you here is express appreciation regularly. 
express appreciation regularly. Now, the reason this one is important to explain is because a lot of times we we get confused about our feelings and our emotions. And we feel like that action comes after feelings and emotions, but it's actually the opposite. Feelings, our desired feelings and emotions, they usually come after we've taken action. So let me give you this analogy. Exercising. Most of us, we don't enjoy exercising. Uh, maybe we're going for a run. Maybe we're going to the gym and we're lifting. Um, I do the gym uh, lifting at time, from time to time. I also do, I do Brazilian jiu-jitsu uh, on a regular basis. And when I do those exercises, I typically do them early in the morning, first thing in the morning. And I'll just tell you, when, when the clock, when my alarm clock goes off, I don't always feel like going and exercising. The emotions that I have aren't always positive about going and exercising. But if I will discipline myself to simply take the action and do it anyway, then the feelings and emotions always come after that. So when I get up early in the morning and I just really, I'm just, you know, I'm tired. It's late in the week. I've been at it all week. I've been working hard and it's late in the week. I could skip this morning's jujitsu class. I could do that. But instead, I discipline myself and say, no, nope, I'm getting up. I'm going to do it. After class, I feel so much better about the fact that I actually got up and went in and, and learned the new techniques and, and got the exercise, got the sweat on and got the exercise that I need. I feel so much better about that after the fact. The exact same thing applies here about caring for your team members. Take the action that would demonstrate you care about your team members, and that will result in the feeling and the emotions of actually caring about your team members. So one of the actions that you can take is expressing appreciation regularly. Now, this takes some discipline. You've got to be on the lookout. You've got to be watching what your team members are doing. You've got to intentionally recognize when they're doing something good or when they're doing something right, or when they're going above and beyond uh, the call of duty, you've got to intentionally recognize those things. And then you've got to take the action to in some way express your appreciation for them doing that thing. And, and in expressing your appreciation, you need to be specific. You can't just walk by a team member and say, hey, I really appreciate all you do for us. No, no, no. You've got to, you've got to go to that team member and say, hey, yesterday, I saw you went above and beyond with that customer. They were having problems and you took the time to solve that problem for them. I really appreciate you doing that. I saw that and I really appreciate you going above and beyond with that customer yesterday. You've got to be specific and you've got to take the action of expressing that appreciation. Because when you do, when you take that action, what's going to follow that is this, this feeling, this emotion of caring about that team member. So tip number two, express appreciation regularly, okay? Now, here's tip number three. Tip number three, and I'm gonna throw out some names, and so if you if you um, uh, have an opportunity, write down some of these authors and some of these teachers because you're gonna wanna know about these guys and you wanna go and um, look them up. So tip number three is this. Study others that promote servant leadership. Study others that promote 
servant leadership. I certainly teach and promote the idea of servant leadership. This leadership trait of unselfishness is exactly uh, servant leadership, right? It's talking about servant leadership. It's talking about meeting the needs of your team members before your own, right? That is the very definition of servant leadership. And so you want to be studying any content that I put out there. Uh, again, I assure you is going to be servant leadership based, but you want to be studying from others that also promote and teach servant leadership. So you want to be reading and studying from folks like John Maxwell, uh, Ken Blanchard, Simon Sinek, um, Dave Ramsey. That's just a few. I, I could go on and on, but th those are just a few names that you want to be reading and studying from those individuals because their leadership model is servant leadership. And the only way that you can dem or utilize servant leadership is if you're unselfish. You can't be selfish and be a servant leader. So if you'll study those other individuals, you'll you'll learn more about the idea of servant leadership, and that will ensure that you you um, are utilizing unselfishness in your leadership. So th those are your three tips on how do you actually implement? How do you ensure that you're unselfish in your leadership? Tip number one: care about the team more than yourself. Tip number two, express appreciation for your team members regularly. And tip number three, study others that promote and teach servant leadership. I certainly hope that has helped you in some way to, uh, uh, to incorporate unselfishness in your leadership. As I was saying earlier, it is super, super important. If you are behaving in your leadership in a selfish way, your team will recognize that. They will always question your decisions, your directives, and that will hinder the performance of your team. So unselfishness is crucial in your leadership. So again, thanks so much for tuning in. I, I hope that's helped you with unselfishness today. We will continue on through the series uh, of these 14 leadership traits in our, in our next podcast episode. And until we speak again next time, be blessed and lead well. This episode of the Rookie Leaders Podcast has ended, but never fear, you can find other binge-worthy podcasts and episodes at rookieleaders.com. If you like this episode, please rate and write a review in iTunes. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast. And remember to share this episode with your friends and colleagues looking for leadership lessons of their own. We appreciate your support. For more great leadership content, head over to credibleleaders.com.